Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you one more time to release seeds of faith into your spirit, man, to to cause you to get the victory. Hallelujah. The purpose of this ministry is to develop your spirit in the realms of faith so that you have an abundance of finance, that your body is healthy. Glory, hallelujah, that you be free from all hindrances in your spiritual walk. You know that you just have the days of heaven on earth. You know, uh, in the Old Testament, think around the 10th or 11th chapter of Deuteronomy, it it talked about the days of heaven on earth. So, Father, let the days of heaven on earth come to everybody that is hearing my words. Let the Spirit of God be mighty and work on our behalf to instruct us, to correct us, to cause us to be blessed, to cause us to have the victory, to cause us to walk in your divine will, Lord, to cause the fullness of joy, the fullness of peace, the fullness of your healing, the fullness of your financial provision to be made manifest in our life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. So we're going to talk about um, training the flesh this week. Or you could rather say training the senses. Whenever you see the word flesh in the Bible, always replace it with senses. Because your faith, I mean, because your flesh is pretty much your five senses. That's what it is. Your your flesh is, is pretty much your five senses. So in Romans 12, and at verse 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Or you can say when it's talking about your bodies, it's talking about your flesh. So in other words, you got to begin to put your senses under subjection or put your flesh under subjection. Your body is your servant. It's not the master. Your spirit is the master, and your body is your servant. It serves you. Your mind tells your hand what it needs to pick it up. If you want something to drink, your 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 your, your uh, flesh is uh, saying, "Hey, I need something to drink," and you your body go walk over there. You go and get the cup or whatever and drink it. But see, your spirit needs to be the master, and your flesh, your senses need to be the servant. That's why Paul, writing in Romans, he's saying present your bodies or your flesh or your senses a sacrifice. It has to be under subjection. You know, a sacrifice is something that is laid down to, to be killed. You see what I'm saying? So you got to got to uh, mortify the members of your body. In other words, put them to death in a, in a spiritual sense, not literally. Don't go kill yourself. But you got to crucify your flesh and make it a servant, not be fleshly ruled, you know, controlling the appetites of the flesh. The flesh has an appetite that is ungodly sometimes. It wants to do things that are not godly. So Paul is telling you, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, your flesh, your senses. See, present your senses a living sacrifice, your flesh, your body, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And then he's going to tell you how to do it and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, 
you have three, you're a three-part being, body, soul, and spirit. So in the first verse of Romans, it tells you to present your body. In the second part, the second chapter tells you to, to renew your soul. You see what I'm saying? So it's basically telling you through the spirit of God or the word. See, the word of God is spirit. The word and the spirit of God is the same thing. Jesus was the word. The first Adam was a living soul, but the second Adam was a quickening spirit. In other words, the first Adam was a mind, see, controlled, ruled by the, by the senses, by the mind. Not really, though, but after he failed. You know, it was it, he was first designed to, to operate in the soul power, in the soulless realm, and to be strong even in the soulless realm you see what i'm saying he had perfect communication with god but once he committed high treason and sold his rights over to satan because satan is called the god of this world now his soul became contaminated with with and root and fleshly ruled by, by the spirit of satan that's why the soul or the mind has to be renewed by the word of god the mind will tell you one thing, but the word will tell you something else. Because, see, the mind is also influenced by the flesh. See, the flesh will tell you, hey, desire this. It's full of lust and it's full of covetedness until it's brought under subjection. So to tell you, go do this and go do that. I want this. I want this. It's selfish. The flesh is selfish. And the mind is, is, is sometimes selfish unless it's been renewed. So it says, and be not conformed to this world. In other words, the world system, the world way of doing things. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. When your mind gets renewed, your mind is going to tell your body. Body, I know you want that, but I say no. I say no. And the, the way you renew your mind is by study of the scriptures. Is by muttering the scriptures, saying the scriptures over and over and over again until your mind believes the scriptures. And when your mind believes the scriptures, it's going to speak to your flesh or to your body or to your senses. And it's going to tell your senses what you're doing is not right. You get in subjection to the word of God. I'll give you an example. The Bible teaches that Abraham considered not his body. Well, his mind, look, if he was mind control or body control, see, both of those errors had to be brought to the subjection to the spirit of God. God said he was going to give him a child. Okay, if he was controlled, he wasn't dumb, but he wasn't mind control. If he was controlled by his mind, he would have said, because you remember Sarah laughed when God said she's going to give him a child because Abraham was almost 100 and Sarah was like 75. And she said, I don't have pleasure with, with uh, my Lord anymore. That's what Sarah said. And how are we going to have a child when we don't even, you know, know each other like that anymore? We're just companions now. Well, the Bible teaches that Abraham considered not his, his senses or his flesh or his body. See, he considered not what his body wasn't doing anymore. But he only knew what God said, that they was going to have a child. The Bible says he was strong in faith. In other words, the only way he was strong in faith, he kept muttering or saying over and over again into his mind, God said this mind. I don't care mind you're trying to tell me. 
that I'm an old man. The mind is saying, man, you old. The mind is saying, man, you, you can't do that anymore. But the Spirit of God is saying, yes, you can. So you have to figure out who you're going to believe. Are you going to believe the Spirit of God or are you going to believe the mind? So contrary to physical evidence, the physical evidence and the mental evidence said that this was impossible. But Abraham said all things are possible to them that believe. He only believed what God said, but he had to train. See, this probably didn't come overnight. He had to train his mind and his body to believe what the word of God said. He put his mind and his body under subjection to God's word. In other words, when a person is trying to receive healing, right, they have to consider not their body. You got to, you got to ignore the voice of the body. You got to ignore the voice of the mind because, see, the voice of the mind and the voice of people will tell you who's controlled by mental uh, uh, accent, mental scent. They'll tell you God didn't make you a fool, this and that and other, which is mental wisdom, book wisdom. Of course, if you're controlled by that, you it'll be hard for you to believe what God said, that by his stripes you're healed. So that's why you have to train your mind and you have to train your body. You have to say to your mind, listen, mind, by the stripes you are healed. And the mind got to tell the body, I don't care what you're saying, body, you're healed. And the spirit is telling the mind, mind, I don't care what you said, you're healed. And when you keep muttering and saying that over and over again, once it really, really, really gets down in you, it's going to have an effect on your mind and body. And all of a sudden that healing manifests or whatever else you need, it'll manifest that away. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, brothers and sisters. With you once again, we're talking about training the flesh. And Father, in the name of Jesus, cause me to speak by wisdom and revelation, for you have been made unto me wisdom, Lord Jesus, sanctification, glory, hallelujah, redemption, righteousness. That's who you are to me, Lord Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And this is the ministry that you've given me, Lord Jesus, and, and speak through me mightily. Cause your name, I exalt your name. I exalt the name of the Lord Jesus. I exalt you, Lord Jesus. And you say, if you be lifted up, you'll draw all men unto you. So, Lord, bless the day abundantly in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's go to Ephesians, the third chapter. And let's start at the 14th verse. This is a prayer Paul was praying to the, uh, the church at Ephesus. He says, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Oh, that's, see, that's rich in itself. You know, one place God said he has surnamed you. So you're a bunch of your last name, all of you all that are listening to me who have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and accepting him as your savior. Your last name is Christ. Like my last, my name is Derek King Christ. I'm in the royal family. You're in the royal family. We're brothers and sisters. And you know, you know, your parents, you know, the parents want the brothers and sisters. They want the brothers and sisters to love one another. If you're a parent, don't you want your kids to love one another as you have loved them? Don't you love your children? And don't you want them to love each other as you have loved them? When they was born, a lot of you, you loved them 
oh, man, you kissing all on them. You love them. I mean, you'd do anything for them. You fed them the body. You nurtured them when they couldn't do for themselves. You love them. And then you have another child, some of you, and you love that child. And you don't want them to be jealous of one another. You want them to love each other as you have loved them. Hallelujah. You know, something is wrong with you if you love one child over the other one. You understand? And that God is not that away. Glory. Hallelujah. We're all baptized into the to one body. Glory. Jesus is the head. We are his body. We're one. We're baptized into one spirit. And so because we're baptized into one spirit, we're all brothers and sisters, and we, we're supposed to love one another. We're talking about training the flesh. So it says that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory, Ephesians 3 and 16, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. The word is heart, which is the centermost part of your being, the pumping station of your body, is talking about your spirit. So Christ is in your spirit by faith. How is, how is faith released? By words. So you put Christ, you build Christ into your inner man by words. Let me say that again, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. The word heart right there, as it is used, is talking about the inner man. See, in the, in the, in the verse before that, it talked about the inner man, strength with might by his spirit in the inner man. Do you know you have an inner man? See, when you believe on Jesus, you obtain eternal life. I want somebody to say this. Say this. Say, I do not fear death, for I have eternal life. Say it again. Say, I do not fear death, for I have eternal life. Say it this, this way. I refuse to fear death, for I have eternal life. Now say it this way. Say, I renounce fear. Father, you have not given me a spirit of fear, but you've given me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. That power is in your inner man. His spirit encompasses your human spirit, my God. And this is the spirit that you're going to train your flesh with. You're going to be dominated by the master who is in your inner man, God living on the inside of you, speaking to your human spirit. That human spirit is on the inside of you. Feed its food is the word of God. Just like the heart is strained by bread, you know what I mean by natural food? For man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Just like your natural body is strengthened by natural food, your inner man, your spirit is strengthened by the word of God. You're strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Now, the way you put God's spirit on the inside of you is by confessing his words, because the words that he is speaking unto you through his word, they are spirit and they are life. When you feed your inner man some food, like right now, you're feeding your inner man. You can feed him some more if you want to when you get through listening to this message by reading some scriptures and, and confessing them, personalizing them. That's how you feed your inner man. That's how you feed your spirit. That's how you feed your heart, your spiritual heart. Hallelujah. The same way your natural body needs natural food to live, your spirit needs spiritual food 
to live. And the more you feed your spirit, it's going to gain the ascendancy over your body. It's going to begin to train that flesh to operate in that spirit realm. How many understand what I'm saying? So, see, Paul was praying that God would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Now, you are responsible for strengthening your spirit. God is not going to do it for you. You have to get a hold of his word and quote his word, decree his word, read his word, eat his word. Eating in the natural sense, no. Eating in the spiritual sense, you eat his word by reading the word, by confessing the word. He said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you cannot be my disciple. See, he was talking about the inner man. He wasn't talking about like a lion go eat flesh and blood and all that in the natural. He was talking about in the spirit, eat his flesh, which is the word of God. Drink his blood, which his blood was shed for the remission of your sin. And you drink it and eat it by confessing it. Lord Jesus, I received that blood sacrifice. I've been made righteous by the offering of the body of Christ once and for all. You put that Christ on, you put on Christ by confession. You strengthen your inner man by confession. You strengthen your spirit, which is your inner man. See, you, you have an inner man, which is your spirit, your human spirit. This body is going to die, it's going to rot. But your spirit, your inner man, you're going to come out of that body. Hallelujah. You're going to be in a different body, a celestial body. Hallelujah. Which it will not be able to corrupt any longer. Hallelujah. Because you're going to feed your inner man on the word of God and it's going to get strength. Now, when his inner man is strength, it's going to make this flesh extend this life. You're not going to die prematurely. Because God said, with long life, I satisfy you and show me show you of me his salvation. How do he, uh, how, how is that uh, spirit, or how is that scripture put into practice? It's by taking the word of God, reading in Psalms 103, and saying, Lord, you renew my youth as the eagle. It, it is written. You renew my youth as the eagles. That's mine. That's mine. My youth is renewed as the eagles. Lord, you said in the book of Psalms, with long life you'll satisfy me and show me your salvation. That's mine. I take it. That's mine. And you feed your spirit. And when you keep confessing that and saying that, see, at first your mind didn't believe that. Your mind thought it was going to get this virus, that virus, get sick and die early, get what grandmama had, and get what granddad had, and get what runs in the family. Well, if you don't re renew your mind by what the spirit is saying, which is the word, the spirit of God is the word. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you are spirit and their life. And we know that the word is Christ. The, so when I'm reading the word, I'm reading Christ. His words is a spirit. It's a spirit of life. So when you feed the word, it's going to begin to transform your mind, right? So your mind naturally don't believe the word. It has to be trained. And when you begin to train your mind by constantly reading and confessing the word, your mind starts believing it. And once your mind starts believing it, it can recognize then that the body is lying. And it began to tell the body, body, you don't have a problem with this. Body, you don't have a problem with that. Get in line in the name of Jesus. Oh, no, I command this foreign substance to leave my body now in the name of Jesus. But that comes from training the mind and the, and the flesh. 
Be blessed. I got a lot to say. I'm out of time. Hello, brothers and sisters. We're talking about training the flesh, but I should have said training the mind also. Hallelujah. Father, give me utterance. Lord Jesus, give me utterance. Cause me to utter words of life, words of truth, words of deliverance. Give me songs of deliverance. Let the power of the Holy Spirit be made manifest. Give me the tongue of the learn to release a word in season to them that need it. Let the blessings of the Lord fall upon my brothers and sisters. Let the glory of the Lord fall upon them. I speak to all sicknesses and all diseases. I command it to leave your bodies now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's go back to Ephesians, the third chapter, and let's start at the 14th verse. It says, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Do you know that the spirit of might is on your inner man? I remember this apostle one time. He did a three-day revival. And on the third day, he reached like he was reaching into his stomach. And he told his ladies, he said, catch this. And when he reached like he was reading to his stomach, he threw something from his stomach. The Holy Spirit hit that lady and she started dancing all over the church. Then he called me up. He took a, he took a paper towel. He said he wiped it on his head. He said, wipe this on your, your head three times and say, thank you, Jesus. I wiped that paper towel on my head three times. I said, thank you, Jesus. And then I got about about 20 seconds after that, I was looking. He had like a little kind of smile on his face. About 20 seconds after that, I started staggering in the Holy Ghost and fell over on the bench, just full of joy and peace. I could feel the power of God. How did that man get that power of God to be made manifest in him? Well, that's how he did it. He did it by prayer and fasting. See, and, and also meditation on the word. Because I, I had heard a radio broadcast, he said he's going three-day fast or whatever. But also by meditating on the word, he built his inner man up, and that power was coming from his inner man. I remember Bob Jones, uh, some of you heard of him, he, he deceased now, a great prophet of God. I was looking at a video on him. He was ministering, and he was doing the same thing. That was the second time I saw it. And he'll uh, make make something come up out of, his, out of his stomach, and then he'll say, ha, and he'll blow over the crowd. And when he blow over the crowd, he blow over to the right, and all of them will start speaking in tongues and falling out in the spirit. Then he'll blow in the center. Hallelujah. And all of them will start receiving a manifestation of the spirit, and so forth and so on. What he was trying to show the people is that the spirit of God is on the inside of you. It's in your inner man. See, this flesh is not the real you. You exist outside of this body. When you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, you got eternal life. So your flesh is actually your servant. It's a servant to the spirit. Therefore, you don't have to let alcohol control you. You don't have to be a drunkard if you don't want to. 
You suffer that, some of you. You don't have to smoke cigarettes if you don't want to. Some of you suffer that. You don't have to watch porn. You don't have to commit adultery. You don't have to lie, steal, and cheat. Why? Because your tongue and all that and your body and all this stuff, it is the servant of the spirit. Now, to overcome these things, you have to train your senses or your flesh or your mind. You got to renew it with the word of God because the power of God is on the inside of you. Hallelujah. You're still born again, but some people, you know, Paul said, well, we got, he didn't never say they wasn't saved, but he was, he was, he reproved them saying that some of you should be, be teachers, but you're still on milk. You're still in need to be taught. Now, how does that happen? Because a person stopped going to school at the second grade. Not because they couldn't finish school, because they chose to stop at the second grade. They could have went on to the third, to the sixth, to the 12th grade, to the 15th grade if they want to. You have the choice to either develop your spirit or not. You have to tell your mind, you're going to do this. You are your own master. You you need to put the bull whip in your spirit, and you need to whoop yourself on the inner in man and make yourself succeed. You need to tell yourself, stop being lazy. You know, in Proverbs, they say a lazy man refused to work. He says a line out, it's a line out, it's cold out. You need to put the bull whip in your in your own spirit. And you need to train your spirit to stop being lazy so much. You need to you need to get in that word of God and confess that word till you see a manifestation in your body, some of you. You need to stop putting up with the devil putting cancer and sickness on your body. Don't put up with it. Begin to command your flesh to get in subjection to what God said. Tell your mind, mind, you're going to stop thinking that way. You're not going to think like they think at, at the universities. You're not going to think like they think in the world, on the TV. No, you, you are a peculiar person. The power of God is on the inside of you. You're not walking in hatred any longer with your brothers and sisters. You're not that person. You are a love child of a love God. You don't walk in unforgiveness. That's your flesh. That's your senses. Command that spirit to leave you. Don't let the devil dominate you. You dominate the devil. You tell that evil spirit of unforgiveness. I am a love child of a love God. See, in verse 17, it said that heart, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you being rooted and grounded in what? Love. Love. Rooted and grounded in love. Everything contrary to love is demonic. Everything contrary to love is Satan, trying to dominate your senses, trying to dominate your flesh, your mind, trying to dominate your, your, your soulless realm. Hatred is a thing of the soul. It's in the soul. Hatred can lodge in a, in a born-again born Christian soul. You have to get that hatred out of your soul. You have to get the lying spirit out of your soul. That lying spirit makes you just lie for no reason, say you this and that for no That's a lying spirit. It's demonic. And you have to get it out of there. You have to say, no, nah, I'm going to speak truth to my neighbor. I don't care. I'm speaking truth. Lying spirit, you, you've, been, you've been working in me for 40 years now. You must go. Some, see, we was born with that spirit. See, we was born with that sin nature. But when we got born again, we have to see what the Word of God said. We got to train our 
our souls. We got to train our bodies to be in subjection to the spirit of God. That's done by meditation on the word. And when a word of God comes forth, that judges something that you're doing that reveals to you a weakness that has been sown into your flesh, a weakness that has been ingrained into your flesh. Your job is to cut that rotten board out. Your job is to replace that board with the, with the word of God, to cut it out, to cut that, take out that infection, to take that splinter out of your finger, uproot that splinter, take that splinter out. And then in a few days, the, the infection is going to totally leave. Yeah, it might be sore in your, your hand when you're pulling out the splinter. But when you get the splinter out of there, it's going to bring forth healing. You're going to be sound. Your whole body is going to be sound. Your thumb ain't going to be hurting no more. See, that's how it is with things that have been ingrained into your flesh, a weakness. Most of it have been ingrained in there through words about practicing that sin over and over again. Well, see, it said that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. This is what Paul was praying. He wants us to be filled with all the fullness of God. And a lot of it is to be rooted and grounded in love, the inner man. See, you are a love child of a love God. God is love, and you are love. The love of God is shared abroad in your heart or in your inner man by the Holy Ghost. You have the love of God in your spirit, and now you got to train your mind and your flesh to obey love. Thou shall not kill. If any man hated his brother, he is a murderer. So the love of God is actually in your spirit, and you got to train your flesh. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Hello, brothers and sisters. <clears throat> Glad to be with you one more time. We're talking about training the flesh. You know, let me just pray, uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I love you. Glory, hallelujah. I thank you for my life. I thank you for health and strength. I thank you for the words of truth. I thank you that you're living on the inside of me. I'm not a mere man, but Christ is in me, which makes me a, a a God in the earth realm, for it is written, you are gods. And I accept your words over me, and I acknowledge that you're living on the inside of me, that you're made unto me wisdom, that the words that I'm going to speak is going to thrill the hearer. It's going to bring peace. It's going to bring understanding. It's going to bring, bring prosperity. It's going to help them. Feel my tongue, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, brothers and sisters, you got to train your flesh to know that whatever it smells, whatever it sees, whatever it hears, whatever it touches or whatever of the five senses, it always has to be brought into subjection to what the word of God says. Once your senses or your flesh is brought into subjection to the word of God, then you're going to be successful. I'll give you an example. The word of God says that a man, you know, supposed to leave mother and father and cling to his wife. 
and those two shall be one flesh. It talks about avoiding fornication. Well, your flesh, before you get married and all that, it'll tell you it's okay to fornicate. It'll tell you it's okay to smoke and drink and all that. But you have to tell your flesh, no, you're going to obey the word of God. If you can't uh, abstain, it's better to marry. You know, the world wisdom tell you, well, you're too young to get married. You need to wait till you 30. You need to wait till you're 40. Do you know your grandparents and some of your parents got married at 15 and 16? Well, Brother Darren, that's not right. Who said it wasn't right? Well, you read that. Well, you read that wasn't right. Well, that's what you mainly see in high school. You see a lot of fornication. Now, I didn't, I didn't even intend to go here, but when I started talking, this is what the Holy Spirit want to thrill you with today. <laughs> you know, I said before I start, I want to thrill you. But what I mean by this, I'm not trying to hurt anybody because I've been guilty of some of those things also. What I'm saying is your flesh, this is my really my point. Your flesh, what the world think, what the world say, what they present, everything is sexualized. Everything is about men's wisdom. They tell you to believe the science. But explain the science of Jesus walking on water. Explain the science of Jesus taking two fishes and five loaves of bread and feeding 5,000. Oh, you don't really believe that, you scientists. You're really antichrist. Oh, I get it. See, scientists and science, they're really antichrist. Darwin was the epitome of science. And he came with a doctrine that men came from monkeys. When the Bible said God created Adam and then formed Eve from Adam. They say things like the world created itself on a Big Bang Theory. But God said in the beginning, I created the heavens and the earth. So they want you to always believe the science. The science say, no evil shall befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Oh, the science don't say that. The word says that. The word also says, by his stripes you're healed. The word also says, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What if you look in your bank account and it's dwindling down? Do you believe your flesh or your senses over what God said? Are you so carnal or fleshly led that you're going to believe what you see over what the word says? You know, Abraham didn't live that way. He believed what God said over what his senses told him. His flesh. See, your senses, your flesh can lie to you. Your flesh will tell you you need this. Your flesh will tell you you need that. Your flesh will tell you you're naked. And God will say, who told you you was naked? Who told you you were sick? Who told you you was broke? I thought I wrote in the Bible that uh, I supply all your need according to your riches and my riches and glory by Christ. I thought I wrote that to them. I thought I wrote to them that Jesus became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. I thought I wrote to them that by his stripes you were healed. I thought I wrote to them that I walked on water, that I fed 5,000 with two fishes and five loaves of bread. Yes, his eyes said lack. 
see what I'm saying? They was looking at the lack. The disciples was looking at it. They saw it with their own eyes that they was in lack. And Jesus multiplied the thing, and they considered not the miracle of the two fishes and five loaves of bread because they were sense-led. Yes, if you sense-led, you need to take your finger and thrust it in the hand so you'll know that Jesus died. You'll have to put it in his side that you, so you will know he died. But how many want to be led by the Spirit and train the flesh that you're going to obey the Spirit? If the Spirit says this, you're going to obey. Flesh, the Spirit says that you're healed, get in line. Bank account, I don't care what you look like, I'm going to have what I need. God showed me that it's not really based on your bank account. It's based on you having what you need when you need it. Somebody missed that. It's not based on your bank account. It's based on you having what you need when you need it. You know, you can die with billions of dollars in your bank account that you never put to work. You never bought a TV station. You never gave to a ministry to preach the gospel of the kingdom. People die with millions and millions of dollars. So how did that profit God? I'm not saying that you shouldn't die with it. What I'm saying is the mindset, how did that profit God in the bank account? Oh, somebody missing this. If the money you got is just sitting there, if you got $50,000 sitting there, what is that doing for the kingdom? See, if you spent all of it on something pertaining to God, do you know you might double it? You might have 100000 because you didn't put it to work. Man, I didn't got away from my message. I guess <laughs> somebody needs to hear this, though. Hallelujah. First Corinthians um, in that verse, um, first Corinthians, the first chapter in that verse 18, it says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the dispute of this world? Have not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? See what I'm talking about? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than man. Hallelujah. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Charles uh, Darwin and all them people, they weren't called to preach. The scientists weren't called to preach. They were called to lie to you and walk around in sense knowledge. But God have chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God have chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and things which are despised have God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom 
and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. We don't have man's wisdom. We have God's wisdom. Be blessed. I'm out of time. Well, hope you're having a great day. Hope you're going to have a great weekend. I want to release faith seeds into your spirit, man. You know, just to instruct you and encourage you to show you how to discipline yourself to believe the word of God over your senses or over your flesh. Father, let this word have great impact for the rest of their lives, Lord. Feel my words with increase, for you promised that you give seed to the soil, that's me, and bread to the hearer, and you're going to multiply my seed sown and add to the fruits of my righteousness. I call my brothers and sisters blessed and highly favored. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. You're somebody. You've been made in God's image and his likeness. You are God's representative in the earth realm. You are an ambassador of Christ. Go forth. Hallelujah. String yourselves. Confess who you are. Confess. Jesus said a greater than Solomon is here. He didn't confess weakness over himself. Paul, I think about 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Read them first three chapters of 1 Corinthians. Paul calls his own self a wise master builder. Hallelujah. Know you not that you're God? You know, every time you speak negative about yourself, you build a weakness into yourself because you're built up by words. Every time you speak negative over your children, you build a weakness into your children because children are built by words. They are formed by words. They will become what you speak over them. They will become what you prophesy over them. Your words are self-fulfilling prophecy. For the power over life and death is in your words. So that's what I'm telling you today. Glory, hallelujah, your greater, your greatness is ahead. Your greater days are ahead of you. You're going to thrill somebody with your words. God is showing you even right now how to use your words to correct situation, how to use your words to build yourself up, to build Christ, to form Christ. Paul said, I preach to Christ be formed in you. You need to take the word of God and you need to say, I am strong. I am strong. I am strong. I am a mighty man of valor. I'm a mighty woman of valor. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I am more than a conqueror. God is for me. Who can be against me? Glory, hallelujah. I consider not my bank account, but only what God has said. My God, he supplied all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I consider not my body, but only what God has said. By his stripes I am healed. I consider not my circumstances, for I have all things that pertain unto life and godliness. I can do all things. You can do all things through Christ Jesus who sends you. You have the money. The money is in you. The money is in your words. The money is coming. For your God supplied all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You already have healing. By his stripes, you were already healed. You're walking in divine health. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. God is in you now. 
God is for you. Who can be against you? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that's risen against you in judgment, I do condemn. You shall condemn every tongue that's spoken against you in judgment. Hallelujah. You have eternal life. God has not given you a spirit of fear. You will not fear. I say you do not fear. I speak to you. Fear, you will not fear. Fear will leave you now. You're walking in divine health. You're walking in divine courage. You're walking in divine confidence. You, you, you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. You have the peace of God. You have healing inside of your body. Healing is resident inside of your body. The great one lives on the inside of you. Glory, hallelujah. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have inside information. The love of God that is in you is greater than the hatred that's in them. Walk in that love. You do have love. You do not walk in unforgiveness, but you walk in love. Hallelujah. You are a love child of a love God. You are more than a conqueror. Glory. Hallelujah. Well, in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, and at the um, 11th verse, it says, For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. If you listen to your flesh or your senses, your smell, your taste, your sight, your hearing, Whatever else pertains to the senses are your flesh, your mind, your intellect. If you listen to your intellect, you limit yourself. If you listen to your intellect, you limit yourself. You know, Paul admonished them. He said, you walk as men. One place he said, it is quarrelings and strifes among you, and you walk as men. I think it's in the next chapter. Let me read some more of this chapter, though, the second, second, uh, first Corinthians, the second chapter. Now we have verse 13. It said, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. See, the natural man can't receive Psalm 91. The natural man can't receive Psalm 103 when he said he renewed your youth as the eagles and you 80 years old. A natural man can't receive that. A natural man can't receive no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come down my dwelling. A natural man can't receive by his stripes some heal. A natural man can't receive that my God supplied all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But I say to you, brothers and sisters, if you're hearing me, you're not natural, and you're going to receive it. See, God is making the money be there, even if it ain't there, you'll have it. Don't consider your bank account. God is making your health speed up, speed up. I don't care what they said. I don't care what they said you have. You don't have it. You don't have high blood pressure. You don't have diabetes. You don't have what they said they had. They lied to you. God said you don't have it. I said God said you don't have it. God said you're healed. See, the natural man receiving not the things of the Spirit of God. These things, what I'm telling you, they are of the Spirit of God. For they, can, they are foolishness unto the natural man. See, he cannot know them because they are spiritually discerned. 
the natural man can't receive things like walk in love, walk in forgiveness. Only they can think about when he came against me and he got away with it. No, you're not corner. You're not natural. You're not a baby. Hallelujah. Glory. See, you are built up by the spirit of God. You are a love child of a love God. See, in 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, and at verse 1, it, it says, And brethren, and our brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto corner, even as unto bays in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for here thitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. You all don't fall in this category. For you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying, we don't have that among us. If if you did have it, it's gone now. We don't have envy or and jealousy among us. And strife, that's not among us. And divisions, it's not among us. Are ye not carnal and walk as men? See, we're not supposed to walk as men. We're, we're Marvel comic heroes. See, people walking, Paul, see, Paul didn't have the revelation of Superman and Batman and Rock Band. Flash and all we don't live like they don't live like the normal people, man. They fly now, this and that, so forth and so on. So Paul's trying to understand why y'all walking as men. Man, we we supernatural. Man, we got God living on the inside of us. Christ is in us, the hope of glory. You are not natural. You got to receive this word into your spirit. Begin to repeat what I've been saying unto you. Go back and play this again. You got to hear it three times. Because you need to know that you're not a natural person. Why are you corner? Why are you having, see, this, if you want to know if you're corner or not, see if you're you jealous. Can't nobody speak to your husband or wife. Or see if you got strife. If you always got strife, or is it divided? Y'all divided. If you're doing that, you're corner. You're corner. You're walking as a natural man, but we're spiritual. See, Paul was dealing with people walking in the senses, by the intellect, by the mind, what they think of what they hear and what they smell and taste and touch. All of that is the flesh. Hallelujah. But you're not in the flesh. Hallelujah. You are spiritual new creations in Christ Jesus. Be blessed. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great day.